For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. Hello, Utah. This is Steph, the ambassador of the Utah Fan Club, and I have with us today... Natalie Lovell. And we're interviewing today Jana Tyler about Nilton's Fruit and Produce in Perry, Utah. So it's representing Box Elder County. Woo-woo. Jana, do you want to tell us a little bit about the, the history of Nilton's? It was started by my grandpa back in the 30s. And he was a school teacher and he couldn't make enough money to support his family. So he started farming. Eventually just started buying more and more land and... And then, you know, he had three sons and a daughter, and he gave all them job opportunities and gave all the grandkids job opportunities. And So what months, so, I mean, what months of the year do you run it? Is it just in the summer or what? Tell us a little bit about that. What kind of fruit, what kind of things do you sell? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, mostly we grow, we grow stone fruit, peaches, cherries, apricots, apples. Um, we used to do pears, and we don't do them anymore. And then we would rent a few land and we'd grow corn and tomatoes but um after my grandpa died he died in 19 let's see 86 um when my dad took over he did all the row crops which are what i was talking about the corn and tomatoes he had no time so then we just started buying them from other farmers so then i gotta ask what what is your favorite piece of food that you sell (laughs) oh peaches oh peaches (laughs) huh you guys got some good peaches oh yeah that's our biggest crop well, and isn't that what Brigham City is known for? Like Brigham City Perry is peaches around the area because there's peach days. Yeah, yeah. Like peach days is the oldest celebration in the state after days of forty-seven. Oh, it's it is. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. No peaches are really grown in in Brigham anymore. They're all out in Perry and Willard. So there's a few orchards in Brigham. So you guys must have quite a bit of land then. I mean, if you guys, if this is all yours, well, I know you said you also buy from other people as well. But how much land do you guys farm on? Oh, well, I think there was around 250 acres. That's a good chunk of land. Mm-hmm. And you said most of it's family operated. I mean, you got you guys hire out quite a bit, or is most of it still run by the family? Well, now we lease it. It's been leased for the last three years, but up until then, the family ran it. And they have the lease, and they farm it. Yeah, it's a family out of um, Payson. They okay. have a farm down Cool. Well, and I I feel like Nilton's, I mean, so your your daughter Candy was my roommate in college, and I feel like she would tell people, oh, yeah, I'm from here, and have you heard of Nilton's? And people always knew where it was at, because it's just right there on the highway, and you guys have been there since, you said your grandpa started in the 1930s, was that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a long time, especially yep. for a fruit stand like that, or a produce stand to keep, I mean, that many years to keep going strong. I feel like not many last that long. What do you feel like has made it so your guys' has lasted that long? I think um, our family, they just had such a strong sense of stewardship over the land, and they loved farming. Grandpa, you know, he was a teacher, but he farmed, you know, he bought this to extra, make extra money. His oldest son, he was injured in a... They had a beehive bottling company back, you know, way back in the 40s. And my 
my uncle was injured, had a head head injury, and about died. So he 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 recovered, and but he was never quite the same. He always had this big horseshoe shaped scar in his head, and I thought he got hit kicked by a horse, but it was because the uh, carbonated machine blew up on him and about killed him. And wow, that's a that's a big story, then. Yeah, and so my I think you know that helped him and his family because he farmed. He was that's all he did for his income, and then. My dad helped. He was a school teacher too, but then he'd he'd come out before and after school and work. And then my other uncle was a doctor, and my other my aunt moved to California. So I don't know. They just my dad loved it. My dad loved farming. He didn't like the business end of it, but he loved working the land. Well, it sounds like it's something that ran deep in his roots too. It was a deep family thing, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a great family. Well, and as you're talking about, as the the kids and the grandkids and everyone. Uh, it's been a family business, and so everyone's worked. I to farm that and to run the store. That's teaching a great work ethic to your grandpa's posterity. Oh yeah, and I even had my little great my grandkids would be my my grandpa's great grandkids helping. So you know, many generations. So what's your favorite part about this? Then I mean, obviously there's I mean there's a lot of great food. There's a lot of great family history with it. If someone were to ask you what your favorite part about the Nelson Nelson Fruit Scent is, what would be your what what comes to mind first? Probably the customers. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because people are amazing. I just love the people. Do you get a lot of fun? Do you get people who come from all over then? Oh yeah, and you know you get the same people, and you know they become your friends and. And if they're not your friends to begin with, and you, and some we had some ornery ones, and they, you just treat them right, and they, they learn to love you, and we learn to love them. And so it's all about the people. Do you have any stories or memories that come to mind about that? Oh goodness, man! I started working there when I was ten years old. Um, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. That's, yeah, that's fifty-four years ago. Um, I don't know. We had the thing I remember right now is we had. A lot of vendors come from out of state, mostly from Wyoming and Montana, because they have a horrible growing season. And they would come every week, and then they would buy enough for the whole week, and then they would go to different cities' farmers' markets. And these guys would make more than I would, because... <laughs> They up the prices quite a bit because there was no produce in those areas. And, oh, uh, supply and demand thing. Yeah, supply and demand. That's what it is. And so yeah, we had quite a few of those, and there were some awesome people that did, we worked with doing that. So, and then you know just your every everyday local customers are just. It was great. So you guys also don't you go and do the farmer markets as well? Well, Candy did. Yeah. Candy and Chelsea did. So was that just like for fun for them, or that was their? Yeah, you can make quite a bit of those farmers markets. Oh, I bet. Because because the people are coming to you, and you have the product. You know where you have a stand on the road, they just happen to stop. You know, so they're they're coming specifically to buy from you. So farmers markets do really well. What do you think the biggest thing that you'll remember that your kids will remember about this this family business will be then? Well, I can tell you something that's kind of religious. I don't know if you want that yeah, or not. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. My dad was never able to serve a mission, and he ran it the first stand after for 25 years after my grandpa passed away. And uh, he would always preach LDS Church to people by example and sometimes by word. 
And uh, my my daughters would say, Grandpa's office is church and his desk is a pulpit. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So, yeah, he was always, I mean, people loved him. They always come and talk to my dad, always. And he would never get any work done. He'd get so frustrated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they loved him. They loved my dad. So. What a cool thing mm-hmm. to remember, though. I mean, he sounds like a, a sounds like a really, really solid man. Oh, he would. I'll, I'll tell you the story. This this guy was like in October. He's walking down the opposite side of the highway, and he's got a sleeping bag and maybe a little duffel bag or something. And he comes and asks my dad if he could have day work. And that man stayed for six months. Oh, really? <laughs> he had. Um, he was a college-educated man, but he'd gotten a severe car wreck in California and wasn't able to hold a job. And he was honest as the day is long. He had him sleep in the back of the fruit stand, and and he never took baths. He'd rub, he had rubbing alcohol baths, and and he kept saying he's leaving, he's leaving, and he never did, never did, you know. And but he was a good guy, and my dad. Took him down to Smith and Edwards to buy him a, a, a coat. So, because he said he was going to leave, and he said, well, "I'll buy you a coat." And so my dad bought himself one, a little less expensive one. You know, to, not to tell him how much to spend, but you know, to give him an example. Well, this guy bought a really expensive. One. <laughs> my dad was going, "Oh my gosh!" But he, but another time, my dad took the coat off his back and gave it to somebody. But. Went down and bought everything he needed, and then he left, and he was—he just took care of that guy. Man, talk about a giving man. Seriously, like your your kids will remember that. That's that's a really good story. Oh, everybody loved my dad. Everybody loved my dad. There was not one person that didn't. He was just—he was a good listener, and people would come and talk to him all the time. He sounds like like the heart of the farm, if you will, like the spirit yeah, of it all. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. We miss them. Thinking about this, because a lot of times when you go to the grocery store, you know, you don't know where your product is coming from. But it's cool that at your your fruit stand, I mean, it's right, it's grown right there. Right there. And the stuff in the fruit in grocery stores is picked weeks in advance. Oh. And, and when it's still green and it never gets a chance to ripen on the tree. And it's never good because it never gets the natural sugars that it, like we can, because we can pick right before it's peak time. You know, you have to pick a, pick a little bit hard or it'll, you know, especially peaches so they won't smash, but they're so much better. Sticker fruit, that's what we call it. Everything in the, in the grocery stores has a sticker. Have you noticed? Oh yeah, and we call that sticker fruit. And, and the sad thing—that's the way of the world—is everything's going to come like that. If if they have to make fruit stands do that, then I think I'll, I'll go too commercial. Sticker fruit. Well, as you're talking, I'm like, you probably are a fruit snob because you know the good stuff. Yeah, you know the good fruit, and you're not going to settle for anything less. Well, you you get that one. <laughs> when you get the good stuff, you know. <laughs> And I never thought of that before, that when it's on the tree longer, that's when it gets more of the natural sugars, and that's when it's better. Oh, yeah. Oh, by far. By far. California, bless their hearts. Uh, I don't know if you've had a California peach, but they taste like wood. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They definitely do taste like wood, at least compared to the fresh ones. Yeah, they just, well, they have to pick them early because they ship them, and they're just never good. 
<laughs> and people se- people settle for it, you know, because that's what they get. It's true. I guess when you got nothing else to look to choose from, that's what you can got to take what you can take. I guess, right? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and now you're opening my eyes to this because I just thought fruit is fruit. You know, I'm not like. Yeah. Thank you for educating <laughs> Stephanie on good fruit. This, if there's nothing else gained out of this podcast, it would be that right there. Yeah, and now I'm gonna be like, oh. Stephanie's now boycotting Smiths and Walmart and all that fruit out there, so she'll be driving up to Perry every week. Yeah, buy local. Buy local. Only I could drive to Perry every week. That would be awesome. So you guys have fruit. Do you have um, vegetables as well, or is it? We'd buy we'd buy that from just the local farmers. But it was getting really hard because people just wanted to go to Walmart, you know, or one of the big stores so they can get everything and not... Get it all at once type thing, the convenience. Yeah, people are getting lazy. <laughs> Me included. So. so did you notice a difference when, like, Walmart went up in Brigham City? Oh, yeah. They're, they've got the market on everything, don't they? Do you have much other local competition? I mean, I know you've got, like, the, the grocery business sector, if you will, but do you have other much local competition up there? Oh, there's about three or four fruit stands left. Are they, are they pretty close to the same size as Nelson's, or is, are they smaller? Um, landwise? Yeah, landwise or even just what they sell. Um, landwise, we still own more than anybody. And a lot of people, we get along really well with all the farmers up here except for a couple. And <laughs> There's always those couple, right? That's just, that's just how it works. Yeah, the and, bad and they know apple. who they are. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> they're the bad <laughs> apple of the farmers, huh? There always is, you know. And those California so. peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, everybody gets along really well, you know, and we're all competitive with each other, and, you know, it works out. Do you have a lot of people come up from, like, the cities down south, and, I mean, from, like, Ogden or Layton or even Salt Lake or further? Do you have a lot of city folk, if you will, come up? Um, I think the ones on the south end of Blacksville County do. We get more um, people from Og- uh, not Ogden, but um, Idaho. Oh, really? So you get a lot from Idaho? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we get Ogden, too, but, you know, we just... You get more from Idaho then. Yeah, and we used to we used to always get a lot of tour buses that come through all the way to Yellowstone. Oh, really? So then they'd stop there yeah. on their way and. Yeah, they would. We'd give the driver free stuff so he'd stop. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I just said and, you and guys you know almost, how to work it. Yeah, well, we we'd always you could almost tell where the where the people were from by what they bought. It was interesting. Really? So okay, so give me some examples. If somebody bought, you know, peaches or apples or something, how could you tell by where they were from? Well, we had a lot of people from Israel come through. So what would they buy? Arabs. They would buy more staple foods than more fruits. More staple foods mm-hmm. like like what what for example? Well, we had like honey and stuff and bread in there and stuff. Oh, so like those kind of things. So they'd stay away from the fruit more so. Well, they would buy a little bit, but not, but not a lot very much. Yeah, well, that's interesting. By what they bought. Oh, that's funny. You'd think it would, it'd almost be it'd... the other way. Like, if I'm going to a fruit stand, maybe I'll get some bread or honey, but I'd, I'd more so get the fresh fruit. Man, you can't beat that. Yeah, well, they did, but they bought other stuff as well. The other ones didn't. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting, yeah. So do you guys do much, like, advertising or marketing and lenders? Since you guys have been around for so many years and people know who you are, you really don't have to worry about that kind of thing. No, word of mouth. It's all word of mouth. That's, that's how you know fair. you're doing something right. When you don't have to pay for advertising and it's all word of mouth, you know you're doing something right. Yep, yep. Because I looked and you guys, do you I do you have a website? I just found a Facebook for you. Facebook, yes. I put that up. But then I 
you know, since we're no longer running, I haven't kept it up. But um, that's how we really didn't do anything. What Nat said right there is you're doing something right when it's all word of mouth, especially in today's world. Oh, yeah, especially where people rely so much on, like you're saying, that convenience and that, that technology and all that. I mean, you guys are doing something right yeah. then. Well, and, you know, if you treat people right. They come back. You know, they come back and be nice. We're known for being nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're nice. I like nice farmers. Yeah, they're the best, aren't they? <laughs> so what do you think Nel- sets Nelson's apart from the other uh, fruit stands? I've had people come and say, everyone stop this fruit stand. They did this and this and this. And, oh. and then I apologize for them. Like, why am I apologizing? They didn't do anything. <laughs> yes, you're apologizing <laughs> for the other fruit stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't <laughs> know why they did that. <laughs> that goes to show, though. I mean, that really does. When you've got the core values there, I mean, in any business whether you're the corporate world or whether you're something more more uh country and local if we can put it that way i mean it all comes down to those core values so you can tell that those ring true if you're honest with the people yeah because i know some of the fruit stands up here they they would sell stuff that wasn't local and they'd say it was and i'd just get so mad oh those california peaches (laughs) how can you do that you know (laughs) you know and we tell them you know we're honest so that, that that's another Good thing. No, that makes a big difference. And you can tell, and I mean, that's where that trust is built too. So that's, I mean, that's why you have customers coming back, or I should say friends coming back, right? Yeah, it's great. Well, I think me and Steph might have, might have to make a trip up there. Yeah, we have the best peaches ever. Oh, and I love me some good peaches. That's making me like, it's making my mouth water right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, and we have like 35 different kinds. Oh, 35 so, different kinds. Yeah, well, okay. Steph is mind blown right now. <laughs> what, what are the different kinds? Like, are it like bigger, smaller? Well, they just ripen at a different time. Oh. So um, they start usually well, sometimes late July and then go to 1st of October if there's no frost. Ripen at a different time. So you'll so have peaches. You've, you've always got whole... peaches, in other words. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's smart. That is smart yeah. stuff. I know. And they all have their different little characteristics. So. It's like no, you're, it's different. like a snowflake. Oh, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> kinda, yeah. yeah. I think I think we'll definitely have to come up there, give those peaches a shot. That sounds good. Yeah, they're wonderful. You guys are just located on it's the highway, right? What is it called? Highway eighty nine. Oh yes. So you're located on Highway eighty nine, and, and you know Maddox. Yes. In, okay, we are about two blocks south of Maddox. On the opposite side of the road. Another great thing to be associated with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so on the east side of the road, and there's a sign that says Nielsen's. Not so mm-hmm. far find it. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else that we missed? Oh, I didn't say, I thought one thing. A lot of people, you know, our grandmas and our moms used to can fruit. Oh. And then, and then they kind of got away from that, but now they're back to canning again. And that's a great thing because you know what's in your fruit in your bottles. Because you go to the, food, the grocery store and you don't have any idea what they put in their in their cans or whatever. And so it's great to see people start canning again. That is that is an art that's kind of died a little bit. So I that's a very good thing to bring up. Yeah, it's really good because I mean, like salsas and your bottled peaches and your bottled pears and apricots. There's nothing better. 
Oh, no. And you get them in the store, and they're slimy and yucky, and they add sugar. I don't add any sugar to my fruit, so it's perfect. Can I just say, so I talked about how your daughter was my roommate in college, and one thing whenever she would go home, we would be like, Candy, bring back a bottle of pickles. Your, your canned pickles because they were like so good. You like my pickles. You yeah, like I mean, pickles, she, huh? she would bring a bunch of stuff, but I remember the pickles we were obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so different from a store-bought version to that homemade pickle goodness where you know exactly what's in it. And like you said, you're like, I don't put sugar in my fruit that you can. So Yeah, I don't add any sugar. So And, and, and I tell people that and they go... Yeah, you have to have sugar. I remember my mom canning peaches back in the day, and she would, you know, you used to put them in quart bottles. She'd put a whole cup of sugar in the a quart bottle. And I thought, that's ridiculous. So I, when I first got married, I did a quarter of a cup to a quart of sugar, and and now I don't put anything. And people go, you need it to preserve the fruit? I said, no, the sugar's only for your taste. And they're, they're sweet enough. You don't need any. That's true. That's true. Unless you have a California peach. Yeah, then you need a lot well, of sugar. <laughs> yeah, but well, then you throw those in the garbage. No. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> we still love you, California. <laughs> kind of. I, my, I have a son who lives in California. They they do raise good food if you if, if they can only pick it later. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting with us today. I think that this is fun to hear a little bit more about the history, and we definitely do want to stop on up. I always go to Bear Lake in the summer, so I'll have to stop on up on my way to Bear Lake. So. On your way. Yeah. <laughs> really fun to chat with you, and it's cool to hear about the Nelson stand there. The fact that it's been around since the 1930s. That is awesome right there. That's so. something in and of itself. So. Yep. Long time. I always oh, I tell you this cute story. My dad, when he was five, one of the first things they started doing was um, they grew raspberries, and my dad would go around door to door with a little wagon with raspberries in his wagon selling the raspberry. Oh, that's kind of how they he started. He totally started back. out young. Clear back in the day. Oh, oh yeah. that's cute. My dad was born in 32, so, so the late 30s. Oh, that is started. cute. That's very cute. Oh, yeah, they've been long doing it for time. a long time. Well, and that that survived, it started in the Great Depression. Like, that right there just shows. Yeah, that's kind of how, that's why. <laughs> And 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 it's really been a great thing for our family because I think every one of my cousins and I and we all worked out there and it's you know we learned how I to work. Say, when you come from a background like that, you really do learn how to work. There's a difference in lifestyle and then uh, and and just ethics there. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, the bad thing is you didn't dare ask for a day off. You can't call in sick if you aren't really sick. You don't get PTO. Can't call in sick. Well, so was your grandpa's last name Nilsson? Is that where the name comes from? Uh-huh. Okay. Actually, my grandma was a Nilsson, too. Oh. But she was an E-N, grandpa was O-N. Oh, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, what's they going on up there in Perry? They were from Manti and Ephraim, and Grandma was Danish, and Grandpa was Swedish. And so Grandma got married and just spelled, changed the spelling of her name. That's great when you keep the last name, but you just changed Yeah, that's yeah, not Yeah, you won't forget, will you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Jana. We really appreciate it. All right, well, thank you. All right. Tell Candy hi for me. I will, thanks. Okay, okay. bye. See you, bye. 
And now the time you guys have all been waiting for are facts about Box Elder County. So, Steph, have you heard of the the Berlin candy bomber, right? The guy who threw out candy from airplanes back in, what was it, World War II? Yeah, and he's also in the movie Meet the Mormons. Yes, yes, him. So he is actually from Garland, which is, I mean, that's that's one of the towns up there in, in Box Elder. So he's from up there. That's way cool. That is way cool. And did you know that, crap, what was it? So, <laughs> so if you are on Instagram, there's two places in Box Elder County that people, like, it's blown up Instagram. The first is Spiral Jetty. Uh, Maddox. Maddox is the other one, right? <laughs> well, okay, Maddox. My steakhouse. <laughs> no, Maddox is delicious, but that's not a natural form. That's my not my steakhouse isn't what it's known for? Okay. <laughs> um, but this is a land-based work of art. So the Spiral Jetty, and then the next one is the Sun Tunnels. Can People... we just talk about Maddox, too, after the Sun Tunnels? Yes, we can. So the Sun Tunnels and, and Spiral Jetty are both located in Box Elder County. So Maddox, Steph, you've eaten a Maddox, right? Yes. I actually want, I didn't realize it was like a sit down dining nice place. Yeah. People wear their pearls. I went one day after boating and I was in my swim cover <laughs> you know, up. And they it was love wet. you for coming. It's fine. We felt so out of place. You know what? It just makes them, them experience more memorable, right? Yeah. Can I just say, I want to hear your favorite thing too. They have great steak and prime rim and all that, but I tell you, they're butters. They've got the regular butter mm-hmm. and the raspberry butter. I could eat that just, like just like cream straight out of the thing. Oh, oh but to rolls. die for. So you need to have oh, yeah, together. Too. It's true. You need it together. And the cornbread, but oh, their butter is to die for. Yeah, so Maddox is definitely a Add gender. that to the box elder one. Yeah, maybe we should interview them. So actually, did you know that a group of people from Russia came to box elder in 1914? And they started a settlement near Kelton, but the settlement failed. Do you know where Kelton is? No. Do you? <laughs> well, did did the settlement fail because Kelton is no longer around? Like, I don't I do know. This? Look up Kelton. Or did they name Box Elder Kelton? Box Elder! Good old Russians. Oh, so according to Google, Kelton is a ghost town just north of the Great Salt Lake. Maybe we should go check that out one day. So, yeah, so I guess it was inhabited between 1869 and 1942. No one now. No one. So those are our facts about Box Elder County. Found them at ilovehistory.utah.gov. And thanks so much for listening, Utah. Go try the butter. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. If you love the beehive state, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery just can't fake. Our number of counties is 29, all with plenty of places you can dine. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Mm-hmm.